Welcome in, everybody. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. I am your host, Austin. If you've listened to the pre-show, you already know that Ryan is, as always, useless, but here nonetheless. Would Anything you would like to say, to yourself, say for yourself before we get into what was week one and confusing as it was, would you like to fuck anybody up with something you have to say before we get into anything else? I'm going to say something that surprises a lot of people. Absolutely devastated with what happened to Rodgers last night. Yeah, I know. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. Watching him go down in the fashion in which he did. Uh, see, I, I completely thought this had something to do with your fantasy team still. No. No, because that, that one game was lost way before then. Um... No, I, I I feel sick. I, I know I'm not a, the biggest fan of Aaron Rodgers. I at least wanted to see that game. You wanted to see Aaron Rodgers for a lot more than four plays this season? Yes, and it had nothing to do with my fantasy team, believe it or not. I, I cannot... I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but they had tweeted out that it had felt a lot like the, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Vinny Testaverde game. It was like two hours before kickoff. And as soon as he said that, I was like, it does. So I didn't think his Jets highlight reel would be him running onto the field with the American flag, which was cool as shit, like. To, to see the New York Jet fans get up the way they did to on, I mean, obviously a date of massive historical relevance, um, to get up the way they did, to get excited for them to give the introduction that he had was phenomenal. And then four plays, the fourth play that he is, he's a Jet, to absolutely rupture that Achilles is fucking awful but before we get any further you should probably introduce our sponsor you're right the too fat to play podcast as always week in week out we love them they tolerate us sticks golf lounge and humble uh say it every week you guys just go out have a drink if that's all you do great if not I'm sorry that you're boring. I, I don't know what else to do. Also, guys, they are doing leagues on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, they Go are. Go out, join a league. Don't have to worry about the rain. You can play golf all winter long. Join one of the leagues Mondays, Thursdays. Have some drinks. Get to play golf all year round. This is Kansas. The weather sucks all year round. Enjoy your time there. Hell, even when the weather's nice, the allergies are so bad you can't breathe. My face has been swollen shut more times in the last two weeks because of allergies. It's been a rough one out here. But, yeah, you got to go out. Got to go say hi to everybody out there at Sticks. Getting into the rest of this that they unfortunately get to attach their names to. I mean, so we've (laughs) we've already started on it. Let's just go ahead and cover last night's game. Uh... 
There's a I, lot to go over. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I, I w- we can. I would like to start by revisiting what I said last week. Last week I said, and obviously losing Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I said it then. If he's healthy, I think the Jets make the playoffs and make a serious push. Um, with Zach Wilson, I don't have the same level of confidence. Um, but I, I would like to, to revisit the whole AFC picture that I painted last week. Um, yeah, while you're doing that, I'm going to pull mine up because I would as well. I uh, I would like to – obviously, I'm going to pull the Jets off, but I, I still have the Dolphins winning that division. But the Dolphins are the only team in the AFC West that's making the playoffs. Um, you mean the, the AFC East? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's all right. It's Tuesday. It, it's been a long week already. Um, but, no, they're the only team in the AFC East making the playoffs. Uh, the Bills, um, A, lost to Zach Wilson last night. But the biggest worry that both of us had coming into this season was that they, Josh Allen was still going to be having to try to play Superman. Four turnovers last night, which gives him 39 turnovers since week one of last year. In his last 19 games, he has 39 turnovers. Clearly, there's an issue. And I'm not saying it's all Josh. No. The the arm punts... You, you got to not have those. Um, if you're just going to throw it away, just throw it away. But Whitehead is, is not the guy that you, you want catching the ball in those situations. And, and the arm punts, and that's something that Josh has been and has had an issue with in the past, is, fuck it, I'll throw it down there. Somebody's going to catch it. And it typically, unless he's playing the Chiefs, it's a defensive back, and I, I, I think if, if Josh is trying to be Superman, we see it with the fumbles. We see it with the, I can I can outthrow any defense. I don't think the Bills are going anywhere this year. No, no. Sean McDermott. First off, I want to start on the defensive side of the ball. For a defensive-minded head coach, that defense came out flat, and and just playing bad if they didn't have a pass rush that front four was getting after it Vaughn Miller comes back in week five that front four is going to be deadly everything behind it's bad well so he can't even get the defensive side of the ball correct and then you've got Ken Dorsey what the fuck were those play calls last night the, there they was nothing Ken Dorsey. good it it was it, and I get it Josh Allen, at the end of the day, makes the decision when to let the ball go and when not to. What? It's like third and six. Why are we calling a deep shot on third and six? I mean, I can think of another game that we called a play on fourth and 25 for no good reason, it seemed like. Like, what the hell? What What is he doing? And then you have the Stephon Diggs bullshit from all offseason. Which clearly isn't all cleared up, as we were led to believe. 
I, I can't help but feel bad for Josh. I get he's making a lot of stupid decisions. As a franchise guy, you can't make those stupid decisions. But as a quarterback of a franchise, there has to be some trust in you. And it feels like he's getting yelled, pulled three different ways. First off, it sounds like Stephon Diggs is still feed me, feed me, feed me. Sean McDermott's yelling in his ear to not do stupid shit. Sorry, not yelling in his ear. Across the field, first off. That, that got me all fucked up. And, and third, you look at the play calls. You're running four verticals on, on like second and three. Your running game wasn't great last night, which the Bills have never had a great running game. They've had the good running backs. The offensive line was a problem. Every time Josh Allen goes to step up, he doesn't have a pocket to step back up into, and he's throwing off his back foot. He's not taking the sacks when he needs to. So, yeah, I guess you can say he's regressing in that form. Every fucking time he gets his hand on the ball, he's being told, it feels like, Make the play. Be Superman. Do what you got to do. Also being told, don't do something stupid. You're going to fuck this up for us. And get me the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Either you all stop and let him play quarterback. You know. I, I, I don't. What the fuck did. It's it, oh, it's 50% his fault. I'm, half of it's on him. You don't you don't put it up. You don't you fall on the fumble. You just fall on it. But your your head coach is saying don't do stupid shit. Think and you're it's it's Cam Newton all over again. Ken Dorsey's out here going be Superman. Be Superman. I believe in you instead of doing being Brian DeBall who didn't have a great showing this week. But when Brian was there, it was at least hey fuck are you doing don't be superman don't yeah. be superman be superman when you have to be it, Super, superman's not a 24 7 gig it, it felt like when brian DeBall was there it was like superman on superman off check it down i feel not that josh is stupid because that's what it sounds like i'm saying you can't be stupid and be an nfl quarterback well i, I take that back you can you just end up playing for the bucks um Was that a little direct? I think so. Oh, oops. Sorry. Or the Browns. It's not, it's not stupid. That's just thinking you're not going to get caught. <laughs> but the other half of it is everybody in Josh's ear. Because no, they're not getting on the same page with what they're telling him. And it you could see it in the press conference that he had. He knows he fucked up. He knows he's the reason they lost the game. But you have the head coach saying, well, this is why you lost us the game. You have the offensive coordinator, who I know for a fucking fact because he did it in Carolina, going, no, it's because you weren't Superman enough. And then you have Stephon Diggs, who, although on the sidelines after saying don't do stupid shit, did comfort the guy. Uh, So that that was nice, seeing that. But at the same time, you know the rest of the time he's going, feed me, feed me, feed me. Say I, and I, I think it's it's going to be the downfall of the Bills, and it's it's why I'm I'm willing to say I don't think that team's making the playoffs. Is they I have they to do agree not, with you? They don't have. I don't see a way that they succeed with him being Superman 
or with him being Clark Kent. There's not enough mix. And right now, they're, it feels like they're asking him to be Superman or he's been told he has to be Superman. And he doesn't have to be. And nobody's saying, dude, just try Clark Kent. Yeah. First, second down, be Clark Kent. Third and short, Clark Kent. Third and medium, maybe use the laser vision. Yeah. Like, it, it's... You know, whenever it's, whenever it's third and medium, when it's third and long, okay, step into the phone booth. You know? Yeah. But but, but you have to... You have to be able... And, and maybe... So I, I guess the kind of the, the best way I think I would put this is is the the three big quarterbacks who all did not play well this weekend. No, not a single um, one of them. And I I, I mean I I think I'm willing to take Josh out of the big three conversation right now. Um, I feel like you have to, and it hurts. It, it because does because both of us really like Josh Allen because you but, can see it. You can see the flashes, and he still got he had the flashes last night. You would he'd you, make the he. Adjust the arm angle and and whip it in to somebody not named Stephon Diggs, and it's like, how the hell does he keep doing that? I, I get the trying to hurdle three guys eight yards back from the first down. Uh, that's pretty bonehead. That's also Josh Allen. Like that was Josh Allen with Brian DeBall. Brian DeBall after that that drive was, hey, hey, big guy, y'all out there, have a seat. It, it, it's one of those. You know when you come off the field and you go, well, the score is up, but the syndrome is down. Like, you see so much with Josh, but, you know, with with Joe, Patrick, and Josh. Patrick's probably the best combination of the two, of being Clark Kent and Superman. Josh is all Superman all the time. And Joe Burrow tends to be... All Clark Kent. All Clark Kent, but he has the Superman plays. Yes. Most of that is because... He makes one guy miss and then unleashes the cannon that he hides under that right shoulder to T. Higgins or Jamar Chase. I expect all three guys to play better this year than what they did week one. I mean, Joe Burrow, if you would have told me that he had 82 yards, I'd have been like, okay, what is it, the first drive? Right. Now, the- I mean, that that is... That is and, I saw all the talking going back and forth between Chiefs and Bengals fans. I understand why there's resentment there. I get it, but god damn it, at some point can we just appreciate the fact that we get to watch Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes play football against each other every year? This is going to be something we get used to seeing. Like, damn it, dude. Guess what? There's going to be other Burrow head type comments made both directions. Say, we're, this is this is the next I'll I'll the next ten years, we get to see this. I don't know. And, if, I don't and know you if don't realize what? it. Between the two franchises, there hasn't been up until recently for one of them a whole lot of fucking success. And you let's just say and let's just hope because I'll start calling for it now. And it's not because I think he's a bad coach, but Sean McDermott and Brandon Staley both have showed this weekend exactly why they need to not be head coaches. Yeah, they I, they have both firmly planted themselves in the hot seat. I I would at least hope so. Brandon Staley, I feel like last year, Sean McDermott's heat should, seat should have been starting to heat up. But as of week one right now, unless there's a massive turnaround, and I'm talking, if those two teams aren't playing in the, the 
championship game. That's what it's going to take. These are two Super Bowl rosters. The Bills have rosters gotten worse. I'm not going to disagree with that. But that is still a Super Bowl roster in their Super Bowl window that is closing very rapidly. I I think that the hole is getting small. I mean, it it has gone from the bay window to a bathroom window, and they are reeling it shut in a hurry. And I think the, the Bills, if they don't correct this, I would say by week five. I, I think I think they're Head going coach to and OC has to go. Yeah, no, I, th- I think if if entire the Bills don't correct it, top to bottom, front to back, you you nix the coaching, you bring in a whole new crew. That would be where I would like to see Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy with a Josh Allen would be frightening because he's going to. I feel he's a little bit more Brian DeBall than what people want to talk about. Brian DeBall so far hasn't had the uh, he's a hard-ass coach. I feel like that's what Josh needs. At the same time, he also needs somebody that can play into his strengths, which is what I feel Eric Bieniemy is. Out there in L.A., I, I fully expect just a uh, promotion of Kellen Moore. I didn't see it if, in the offense say, this the, week. And, and offenses take a little while to implement. And, exactly. And, it was a 34-36 game. Say, it was a good game. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the hell out of the game. I, would, I, yeah, I don't care that Monday night went to overtime. Game of the weekend was easy. Dolphins escaping L.A. It, that was a great game. <laughs> or, even if they don't... Um, who was it? Uh, Mike Lafleur? No, Matt Lafleur, the other Lafleur brother. Mike Lafleur is the not the head coach. Okay, Matt Lafleur is the head coach. Of the that's Packers. that's what I thought. Uh, so Lafleur is the running game specialist in L.A. right now. We've seen the the other L.A. and uh, the Rams. We've seen the Rams completely turn their running game around in one game. That wasn't there last year. Let's let's think of the other teams uh, he's OC'd for. Uh, so he went out to New York with the Jets. They've had a pretty good running game, even without Brees Hall. Yeah, uh, I mean, you had Brees Hall, who was on pace for Rookie of the Year. He went down. And then who was the other one running back they lost last year? That was, like, on pace for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I, hurt. yeah I can't remember now. Uh, oh, and then before that, he was the running game coordinator and assistant OC for San Francisco with Mike McDaniel um, when he decided to go uh, to the Packers in between that that stint there. So I think he's going to end up in OC for hopefully one of these two teams, if not a head coach for one of these two teams that has an elite quarterback whose head coach doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Speaking of play callers who don't know what the fuck they're doing, um, I'm going to jump in on the Jets play caller last night. Uh, I can't think of his name now. Oh, Hackett. 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 Yeah, he can't hack it. That was... I get they won, right? What offensive production... I know it's Zach Wilson... And if it wasn't for Garrett Wilson, hey, 
I was going to say that, that the one throw to Garrett Wilson, granted, the throw wasn't perfect, but it was on time. It was delivered where it needed to be. Zach looked better than last year. He still looked like Zach. Yeah. That The play call, if it wasn't for Brees Hall being Brees Hall, they would have never gotten back into that game. Brees Hall, the break off for, what was it, uh, a 65? I think it was a 65 and some other, like, 40-yard run. He had two breakout runs just fucking flying down the field. You know, I just watched the replay of that touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. I retract what I said. It was not a well-placed throw at all. I didn't realize how far. It's hard to watch football while bowling, which sucks because I bowl on Mondays and Thursdays. He snagged that ball from in front of the defender. Like, had to reach over the defender to get it. So, I I take back what I said. Yeah, so if it wasn't for him and Brees Hall, that would have been an absolute shit show. The, the, The play calling on both sides was so bad. It's inexcusable is what it is. And then... You mean like the the punter trying to tackle the returner on the uh, game, game-winning game punt return? I, I did see something where uh, somebody was like, should this have been a tripping? Did you see that? Oh, my God. Did the, during... At, after the end of the game, the announcer's like, well, we're going to put an asterisk on this. I'm like... what? Why are we putting asterisks on everything? Why, why are we putting an asterisk on the Jets win? Why are we putting an asterisk on the Lions win? You play the team across from you. Why... A win's a win's a win. And it all started with the NFC Championship game last year Mm -hmm. with Brock Purdy going down. Stop. Brock Purdy went down. You can't put an asterisk on on NFL wins. I mean... Oh, the Lions only won because... Do we really know that? Because the Lions were straight up getting after it. Would it have been a different game? Yes. uh, Different outcome? I don't know. I mean, yes. Obviously, you don't have the amount of drops, probably, because Travis Kelsey, who, hey guys, has also dropped passes before. And it's not like he was targeting tight ends. Noah Gray had a great game. Um, I forgot who, uh, Blake Bell in the red zone looked awesome. He, uh, I mean, he looked like Blake Bell, but... R- right. And if you're not familiar with Blake Bell, then he looked awesome. <laughs> The guy, the guy blocks and and ends up in the end zone open. That that's all the guy does. So I don't like the asterisk on it. It, it doesn't make any sense. The Jets defense. I all I heard today was they're the real deal. They look like the best defense in the league. And all I could think was I watched a Cowboys and a 49ers defense that looked. Ten times faster and scarier than that defense looked at all. I, even compared to last year's defense, Quinn and Williams is still a force to be reckoned with, and their pass both pass rushes last night were pretty phenomenal. The back end of both defenses did not look great. Sauce didn't look great. That's DJ, the one that caught me off guard. DJ I mean, Sauce Moore gave up, didn't I look think, great. Five catches on eight targets. Not not what we thought. And who knows it, how it's much... It's week one. Yeah, and who knows how much... Because, I mean, you talk about the guys that had great relationships with Aaron. Sauce was one of them. So, I don't know how, 
how badly the injury to Aaron affected Sauce. Because, I mean, we look at these guys, they're on TV. We think of them as fucking robots. They have feelings, too. Yeah. Like, like these, these are human beings. They, yes, they play a game for a living. Yes, they have superhuman abilities. But these guys are human. And Sauce Gardner has developed, clearly, one hell of a friendship with Aaron Rodgers. This season was built around Aaron and the young guys. Sauce, Garrett, Brees. We knew what this season was going to be. And four plays into your offensive season, you're now going, well, what now? I mean, what what do we have? Can we trust Zach with the ball? Do we go get somebody else? I mean, hell, do we call Phillip Rivers and see if he wants to play quarterback? you're asking questions that you thought I mean this is the first time that New York had a star at quarterback since the Sanchez left and he wasn't really that good I mean you haven't had a franchise quarterback in so long and these guys had built so much around having Aaron for this year for having you know locking in for this to be that Super Bowl run this to be that chance to to get all of these young guys, these young studs, their rings. And and you lost the biggest factor of that because you know what you have in Zach. I mean, we as fans don't know, but these guys practice with him. They know what they've got. I mean, there's a reason they didn't put Kellen Mond on the field in Minnesota. I just, I do wonder how badly that affected some of it. And and like I said, I mean, these guys are human. Even if we don't want to admit it, I, I think that may have played a role. And we'll find out. We'll, we'll find we out if maybe, maybe the tape caught up to Sauce. I don't know how tape catches a corner um, unless it's Richard Sherman playing zone on a double move. But when a guy's that good in man coverage... I have to think that's an aberration. But, you know, we're we're going to find out with that. And like I said, I personally will attribute a lot of what happened to some of the Jets' star players. Because you notice the stars were the ones that really seemed to not have that impact outside of Quinnen. Right. right. Um, the, the star players were the ones that seemed like they they didn't perform. I mean, Garrett had a decent game, but outside of that touchdown, really didn't do much. So I, I'm I'm worried about what the Jets are going to look like moving forward as far as a morale standpoint. Um, we'll move on from that game. I know there's several games that we probably don't really care to get into, and yeah. I'm pulling week one up now. And I'll just kind of run through those because yeah, I, I most feel like definitely. I feel like we're gonna get pretty. Obviously, we're gonna talk about the Chiefs game and the Niners game, um, and other. So the games that I think we can rule out real quick: Atlanta beating Carolina. Carolina's dog shit. Atlanta probably a little dried up dog shit, but not as bad. Yeah, you don't smell it as bad. Yeah, Baltimore beating Houston. Baltimore didn't look great. Houston is what we expected Houston to be. 
the next two games I would like to get into uh, Tennessee New Orleans exciting final score shitastic game um, Washington Arizona closer than I anticipated closer than we anticipated um, I, I, I feel like I can say this about Washington and well Washington Pittsburgh and Green Bay maybe not the teams we thought they were going to be coming out of preseason as far as offensive efficiency um Green Bay, Chicago. Chicago is Chicago's bad. That that team might be looking at another number one pick. That uh, team's bad. I did want to say this. I didn't want to talk a lot about it, but I I loved what I seen out of Jordan Love. I'd like to see that completion percentage come up some. Um Jordan but, showed some things, but I'm I'm i I'm wondering how much of that was, was over inflation because of the Bears. Um, Vegas, Denver, again, exciting game, exciting score, shit game. Uh, and that makes me think the Raiders might be worse than I thought they were. The fact that they only won by one against Denver. I know it's a divisional game. Not super ecstatic. We've already talked Miami, LA. We can probably get back into it if we want to. I don't know if we did, we'd spend another hour on it. Cause yeah, it was I mean, such, it, was, it would just be Tyreek and Tua. It, it was haymaker after haymaker, and for L.A. to stay in it as long as they did and have a chance at the end says a lot about that team. Um, I really, obviously, we both enjoyed the hell out of that game. I I picked the Chargers to win because I was picking quarterback, and it almost came down to it, but, man, Miami's a force to be reckoned with. And if Tua has some time, man... Yeah, you gotta you gotta get him moving. And, and then, by the way, that's without Teron Armstead playing left tackle. So you give Tua some time. I I, I don't think the ship has sailed on Tua being one of the good, really good quarterbacks. Um, L. A. Seattle, uh, shocking. Yeah, uh, Seattle has regressed. I, I feel better about my Seattle not making the playoffs pick. Um, the that, Rams are intriguing. I don't know how long it stays. I say the Ra- A, I don't know how long Puka Nakua can be your number one wide receiver. <laughs> but I, that that one caught me off guard. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was 30-13 the other way. But 30-13 Rams over Seattle, I don't think the Rams are that good. But I didn't think Seattle was going to be that bad. So the next next week, um, if if there's any regression to the medium on both teams, I, I'm wanting to see what that looks like before I really have a full cast of what that game was. Dallas over New York. I mean, Dallas absolutely dr- Dallas's defense absolutely drubbed the Giants. That offense didn't look great, but part of that they didn't have to. Um, I mean, we, we've all seen those games where good quarterbacks or good offenses put up 220 total yards of offense because their defense scored 73 times. So I, I don't know how much of that is the offense isn't good, Dak isn't good. I have my thoughts, but I can't really give those based on that performance because, again, the offense never had to try, they never had to push the ball. They never had to do anything. I I, I gr- agree with what you're saying because that happened in my game. My offense didn't have to do anything. They did, but they didn't have to. 
How did the offense look, though? Because when I go back and I watch highlights of that Dallas game, defensive highlight, defensive highlight, defensive highlight. The offense didn't look good. The offense looked fucking awful. Yeah. And I'll get to more of that here in a bit. Say that 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 offense looked bad, and I not as bad as me picking the uh, us, us picking the Giants to win that game, right? Um, but the, the offense didn't look good, and like I said, I I can't give a full assessment due to circumstances. And I understand your game; it's similar, but again, that defense and special teams scored like 25, 26 points, and. And I also don't feel like at any point in time, considering what number 11's trying to do in San Fran, I don't think that team's ever going to take their foot off the gas. I hope not. Um, um, so the couple games that we want to talk about, uh, did you want to talk Cincinnati-Cleveland at all? I would like to get into okay. it. Um because so I game, didn't watch a single second of that game because that was on at the same time as my game. I was also coming back from Branson. My ass touched the seat in the living room as Brandon Ayuk came down with his first touchdown. So the other game I wanted to ask before we get into this. Okay. Um, do you want to touch on Philadelphia, New England? I'll, I'll touch on it real quick. Okay. Because um, I don't... I don't think New England's that good. I also felt confused by Philadelphia. Because they allowed New England to be in that game much more than they should have been. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're a routine toe-tap away from probably losing. Yeah. And it's not... I, I don't feel like it was week one jitters with, like, the, the Bengals... Or God, I'll I'll say it the the Bills the, the Bills should have never lost that game. If Josh Allen cleans up one turnover per game, that that's a dub. Yeah, like I look at some of these, and I there's some clear winners, some clear losers. The New England Patriots, with a moral victory, only losing by five to the Philadelphia Eagles. Great. New England didn't look good. Their offense looked like it did last year. A little bit better. Bill O'Brien had a couple of design plays out there that weren't drawn with a crayon on a napkin that somebody had wiped their ass with. Did you just assume Matt Patricia can draw with the pencil that's in his ear? No, he was supplying the the, uh, tissue paper. Okay. Yeah. That makes makes more sense. Yeah. I was getting confused there for a second. Um, But the Eagles also didn't look up to the task. Jalen Hurts seemed shaky. Maybe it was week one jitters. Maybe I'm looking too far into it. Maybe I'm hopeful. It didn't look great. Said that there's I'm one... not counting them out by any means. I feel like they're going to bounce back. I just... It didn't feel like... Like an eagle... It didn't feel like the Eagles games last year. Yes, and the Eagles I mean, games... There was, the, there was one player on the Eagles that felt like the Eagles last year. He also wasn't an Eagle last year. He was a Bulldog. Jalen Carter, who, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, if you had, haven't realized that the number 10 overall pick was probably the best player in this draft, 
Jalen Carter is a fucking problem. That dude's a stud. I think after they're through week one, he leads the league in pressure rate, defensive pass rush win rate, and I believe total pressures. I did not know that. That dude's a monster. I wish I would have watched more of that game, but I honestly didn't watch much of that game. Um, I think all I really caught of that game was red zone. I, it, I I fell into a problem with NFL Sunday Ticket, and that was that I had five games going at the same time across two televisions, um, and that's just because I couldn't get my phone to cast four games to the smaller television, and my toddler was watching cartoons. I think I can convince her to watch the small TV because it was adorable. I don't know if you caught it or not. The little TV. Um, whenever I had both te- when I set the little one up, I, I had the four games going. She, and she looked at her mom and she goes, Mom, those dad games. And then she pointed the little TV and she goes, that's my game. I did And I was that. like, okay, I love this kid to death. Um, not, that that fa- not that that valued into the f- valuation of my love for my child. But it was adorable. Um, but that's enough cute, cutesy family talk. Uh, we'll get back to football. Yep. But the I didn't watch any of that game because I didn't expect to need to. Even the highlights that I did watch, it didn't feel... The Eagles' offense didn't feel right. Which they lost their, I think it was... They lost both both coordinators. Did they lose both? Okay, I can't yeah, remember. Shane Steichen's the new head coach in That's Indy. Right. And, That's right. And uh, Rich Gannon, Paul Gannon, whatever Gannon, John Gannon, whatever Gannon's first name is, is going to get fired by the Cardinals at the end of the year if he makes it that far. Is it Mike Gannon? No, it, Rich. Rich Gannon's a quarterback. Fuck, it is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. He'll get he's, fired he's this year. Yeah. So and it, and I I completely forgot about Steichen being the head coach of the Colts. Um, I want to touch on that game real quick. Okay. Uh, before we jump into some of these others, so I, I didn't I didn't move past that game. Right. Because I because you know how excited I was about Anthony so I, Richardson. I know I know how you feel about Richardson, and honestly, I if if Josh Allen has flung himself out of the top three conversation. Trevor Lawrence has flung himself into that conversation. It, yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence gets it done in the end, uh, but for three and a half quarters, just like a certain Super Bowl, it was going the other way. The Colts are a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. That's a viable football team. Is it Richardson, and it's what we kind of expected with Richardson. He was kind of as advertised. He's got that. He's got that Superman factor to him. He's also going to make mistakes. Yes. And I think he has... He's, he's starting out as year two Josh Allen right now. And I, I think part of that, I really... I, I wasn't sure about it to begin with. Steichen, Steichen might be a viable head coach. I think you might be right. Um, I'm really enjoying the direction the Colts are going. I thought they were going to be a little bit more dumpster fire-ish. Um, I'd like to see them with Jonathan Taylor, although trade talks are supposed to be heating back up uh, right now for that, for whatever reason. But I don't know. You get, you get him a... Michael Pittman looked good. 
Uh, I know he he just missed a deep shot to Paris Campbell. So he like I said, kind of as expected, but better than we imagined. Yes, because um, I th- I think both of us were like he's going to be fun, just probably not yet. So for him to come out and put up a in a loss a decent game, he's got to protect himself. Yeah, um, that injury right there at the end of the game, that stinger. I'm glad Steichen. T- Yanked him. Yep, I'm glad they let Minshew run that Finish out. Finish it out, yeah. Uh, but he, he's definitely got to protect himself. And and I'll give Trevor credit where it's due. At the end of that game, pulling him over and being like, hey, man, these these hits are different. Protect yourself. That, that's Because this could be one of the first times that we really see a couple different quarterback rivalries. Instead of, we're so used to... Big Ben and Philip Rivers, right? That that kind of being your your middle that that's your noon slot quarterback rivalry, mm-hmm. and then you get your Peyton Manning, Tom Peyton Brady. And Tom, yeah. Could uh, let's just say Steichen's the a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say Anthony Richardson develops into what we've seen Josh Allen be, and hopefully Josh Allen can get back to that point because the better the quarterbacks are better the football is. So now you have uh, Joe and Pat. And then in their own division, if you can have Trevor and Anthony, and then you want to throw a, a fifth guy, and I God, I hope it's him. Maybe, maybe they start, maybe he comes back and we get Lamar back as well, which Lamar looked like ass. But if we can get... Lamar back, which I I don't see why we wouldn't say if we can get Lamar back, if Herbert can get get, get that offense going, one. Josh can get back on track. That's it's what I fucking hate about the AFC is we have all the quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, well, I I truly believe you've got two coming up in the NFC. I think there's there's a couple of quarterbacks in the NFC that that can definitely be there. I, and I, and Jalen, if Jalen has another season like he did last year, absolutely he's up there. Well, and I, I'm not talking about Jalen. I already kind of have Jalen up there because okay. there's nothing else in the NFC okay. right now. But I I love Jordan Love. Um, I I want to see a little bit more out of him, but. Three touchdowns, no interceptions this weekend. And during the game, you were kind of talking a little bit of smack um, around Jordan Love. Not really necessarily at him. Oh, you know, when you go from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that. And then he immediately uncorks a deep ball, rushes to the line, and throws a pinpoint perfect goal line fade route. Also, not his number one receiver on the receiving end of that because his number one receiver was on the sideline because he's hurt. Throws a perfect goal line fade route to Romeo Dubs. And I looked at you and you just, you were just looking at me and you went, well, shit. And I was like, because that throw is... Um, okay, I didn't, I didn't think it. I think it was James Jones on Speak today. Or was it Speak? I think it was on Speak, uh, one of the Fox Sports shows. Um, listening to that on the radio, it was like, take that number off and put twelve, 
and put 17 there. What did that look like? And I was like, oh, God, he's right. No, no absolutely oh, he God, is. Oh, God, he's right. I mean, you, you couldn't have put the ball in a better place, and Romeo Dubs made a hell of a catch. I did, did, that's a It's a big comparison for the two guys. It's something you hate doing. We, yes. We hate comparing, you know, we hate, you know, when you walk into the league. Hell, your quarterback, prime example. Well, he could be Tom Brady. Right. Yeah, it's so you know, stupid. When you, when you walk into the league and, hey, that's Michael Jordan, you don't like putting that on these young guys. Because there is... How many times have we had Michael Jordan? How many times have we had Tom Brady? The old, And like you kind of alluded with my guy, the only reason that that... I think that that comparison gets brought up as their draft position. Yeah, the draft position, how they became the yes. starter. Those, those things... If I'm, if I'm expecting Brock Purdy to win six Super Bowls, I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's okay to call me high um, or crazy. Uh, I've been called worse uh, a lot today. I work in customer service, so I, it happens. But I, I really feel... Jordan Love cleans up a few things. I mean, he hasn't played in the NFL. He played a little bit last year. He flashed. He flashed this weekend for most of the game, and then it started getting into garbage time, and he started taking some chances. I didn't see anything that makes me go, okay, Jordan Love's not the guy. Yes. But I there's no reason. Like, you look at the way he played, and there's no reason to back off of him. Right. That he gave you no. He gave you every inclination of we know how to de- at least develop a starting quarterback, and it set him behind the first guy for four years. And while they bitch and moan and cry and scream, by the end of it, the game comes to them naturally, and they just have to make the throw. The game slows down. It, it's stupid. I hate it. I think they know what they're doing and and can develop a quarterback. So, I mean, and and what. What some of it gets lost on by, I'll admit it, us and a lot of NFL pundits. This guy's not a rookie. This is a year four first round pick. You know, it's... Who's playing his 78th snap. Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't played a lot to that point. Absolutely. But again, you're not... There's a big difference between Jordan Love walking out there and taking his first snap as the true starting quarterback and Anthony Richardson walking out yes. there to take his first true snap as the starting quarterback in the NFL. And by God, if, if Love didn't look good. I liked it. I loved what I seen out of it. Um, but yeah, let's move on. We've got a couple other, other games to talk about here. Uh, I'll let you take over Cincinnati and Cleveland. I still have yet to watch any highlights or anything about that game. This is going to be all you. From what I've gathered, it was from from what I've seen on Red Zone. I didn't like the way Cleveland's offense looked, except for Nick Chubb. This game reminded me a lot, kind of, of Dallas. Cincinnati, there's. I, I would say a less than 1% chance that they ever have this performance again. Um, that that team got beat up, bullied, 
hammered every direction. I mean, for God's sakes, the defense, the the star defensive end of the Cleveland Browns was doing crossovers in front of the center and then destroyed him on a pass rush. Miles Garrett is built different. That is one mean fucking elf. And like I said, I don't think Cincinnati ever has this offensive performance again. Joe Burrow doesn't throw for 82 yards in a game. That being said, Cleveland's offense was average. I'll, I'll give I'll give them average. There were a couple of throws that you're like, eh, Deshaun might be Deshaun. And then there were some plays where you're like, okay, Deshaun's exactly what he was last year. That defense, led by Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Miles Garrett, is a fucking problem. That defense is going to give everybody problems. You've got decent corners. You've got decent linebackers. You've got pass rushers that can get it. You've got good safeties. I don't think Cleveland is a Super Bowl contender. Not with the way the offense performed this week. That team is not winning the Super Bowl. That, that, that team's not making the Super Bowl because that offense has to be better. That defense is going to keep them in games. That, that defense is going to win them games. And I, I, was, I was upper middle of the road with Cleveland going in, but I really thought their offense would show me more this week than what their defense would. That defense is fucking good, man. That defense is really fucking good. Miles Garrett, I think, is out to prove something, um, which is a terrifying thought because few humans can be that size, that fast, and an absolute fucking monster. But Cincinnati, I don't know what... I, I, I don't know what pictures the Browns have of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is 1-6, I believe, against the Browns. So, funny you say that. Um, Joe Burrow can't play against the Browns. The Browns seem to have his number. Uh, just kind of like in the regular season, Kansas City can't really, for some reason, beat Buffalo... Or Cincinnati. Um, it's why I hate playing the Seahawks. It's why I hate playing the Rams. There's just some... Hell, last night's game. The Bills... and The, the Bills get got by the Jets. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, 11 out of the last 12. So... It just happens. It, you can change everything about a team, and that team's still that team. It... Only in the division, though. Only with, like, one or two teams. I, it doesn't make any sense. I've, I have noticed that. That if you're playing the Browns and your name's Joe Burrow, it's going to be a long night. And I, I mean, I did kind of laugh with Orlando Brown getting his ass whipped um, on the left side of their line. And, and don't get me wrong, as a Chiefs fan, I took a little bit of solace in it knowing 
what was said Thursday. Because, again, these two fan bases, which have had little to nothing to root for prior to five years ago, and even more recent for the Bengals, these teams came from nothing and have at least been to the greatest stage. Obviously, Kansas City winning. But this rivalry doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, yes, Kansas City barbecue is much better than Skyline Chili. And only in Ohio is that a question. Yeah. I mean, only in Ohio do you put chili on spaghetti noodles. So, I, I question their judgment to begin with. But they had a damn parade over Mahomes playing like shit. And then Kansas City had a parade over Joe Burrow playing like shit. And I'm sitting over here like... And it's funny because the rest of the NFL had parades that both, both of, of them, them lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw one post that this might have been the greatest sports weekend ever because Bama lost, Kansas City lost. Uh, there, I, I there did were two others. I, I don't remember. I don't remember what the other two were. But it was like, you know, it sucks to be a fan of one of those teams knowing that, hey, again, seven years ago, my team was laughed at and, and continuously. So it's amazing what having the best quarterback in football will do for you. But it's – I don't – I don't understand how – Teams that have played each other four total times. Granted, yep, they have played each other to go to the Super Bowl twice. It, yeah, it, it's. I think it's the magnitude of the games. Um, I don't. And, and it's and, weird because we live in Chiefs country. I, I kind of wish I could, I could hear the Bengals side of it because I bet they're saying the exact. Let me take that back. I'm a. I'm a literal third party. I know for a fact Bengals fans are saying the same thing. Well, they just talk so much shit. Like, yeah, and it's to each other. You both do it to each other. Yeah, and, and the audacity for people to be like, oh, well, I didn't cheer about him losing. It's like, hey, screenshots live forever. By the way, you guys still walk out next Sunday with the two best quarterbacks in football. Did they oh. both have bad games? Yeah. It happens. Did... And, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, Mahomes' game was, per the bar that Joe Burrow set, significantly better. You know, at least at least you can look at Mahomes' game and be like, okay, he had like 37 pass attempts and his wide receivers dropped at least 62 balls. Kadarius Tony had like 147 drops. Warm-ups are a bitch. Damn if they ain't. Um, but, you know... Was it the week one we expected because of that? Absolutely not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I sat here and said the Chiefs can absolutely lose to the Detroit Lions. Did I think it was because the receivers wouldn't know how to use their hands to catch a football? No. Well, they were just listening to Michael Irvin, you know? We didn't cover that last week. If you guys missed it, uh, Undisputed now has four co-hosts. Um... Skip Bayless doesn't get to talk. I haven't listened to it because it, I, I'd find it hilarious, 
but Michael Irvin is on there. And if there's two things I hate in the world, it's two Cowboy fans together. Uh, but Michael Irvin said, I forgot what receiver he was talking about, uh, that they needed to start catching with their body. And Richard Sherman called him out on it. And Michael Irvin said, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm one of the best to ever do it. There are 32 wide receivers coaches going, don't listen to Michael Irvin. Correct. And every little league coach squirmed. (laughs) Catch it with your body. Kadarius Toney took that to heart. He's like, well, no. He was going to catch it with his abs. Well, no, I think he was trying to catch that one with his testicles. Um, So, but, I mean, he had two drops that... He he put his hands in position to make the catch, and then tried to basket catch it for some reason. I mean, I watch a lot of NFL games. My wife thinks it's a problem. She's wrong. I see a lot of guys catch, and I, I realize this is a horrible time to bring out a visual representation. But if, if the ball is coming to you, the back of your hands are facing you. And, and you catch it, try to put the point between in the little hole. And, right, and, and, catch, and, and, catch the, and you use the momentum from the ball to yeah, kind of it yeah. close. Close your hand. And, and you bring the elbow, you, you grab and, yeah. yeah and whenever just, like you're, just like uh, envision Andy Reid with a cheeseburger, right? That same grip. It, it ain't coming out. All I can think of is the damn State Farm commercials. Nuggies. Oh my god! Oh my no. god! It, State Farm, two out of three, great. Uh, Let's not talk about can, the locker room. Yeah, can we can we just no. cut the locker room from rotation? Um, but I don't know, and, and that's basically my entire synopsis of that Kansas City game. Is a I, I said this last week. The only way Detroit loses is in a blowout. Every other outcome for that game is a win for Detroit. To win that game. That team was hungry. You dropped a banner in front of them. They took it personal, which they had no reason to, but for some reason Dan Campbell's... Oh, no, they had they absolutely had a reason to. It's because Dan Campbell said to do it. <laughs> Dan Campbell turned around during the, the banner dropping and said, they did that against you, which they didn't. Not even close. Actually, if I remember correctly, you didn't even make the playoffs. But for some reason, your team believes it. And, and because Dan Gam- <laughs> because Dan said so. That's all that matters. In Dan, I trust. Dude, that that team is going to be a problem. I, I, if it wasn't for the 49ers, I'd say that team, I would be like, you know what, I'm changing my pick. Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. The problem is... I tweeted in like halfway through the first quarter that I'd seen enough that fucking Niners are the best goddamn team in football. Goddamn team in football, and I'm not changing my mind on that, at least not before week two. Um, so we had Kansas City, Detroit. We'll we'll cover it real quick. Obviously, the offense for Kansas City didn't look great. Um, I don't I, think Chris Jones changes a damn thing in the outcome of that game. Because that Kansas City pass rush was the best I've seen in three years. 
I don't. Re- I think it was either number fifty-one or fifty-six. He was playing typically on the right side, defensive tackle. Uh, let's see, fifty-six is going to be Karloftis, which is nope. the white guy. Dana 50, is fifty-one. Fifty-one. And Dana looked good. He was all over the place. I loved every bit of it. I get he's playing the three technique. He wasn't. He's he's supposed to be right next. To, you no, get. He's, he's an outside guy. Is he an outside? Yeah, he's guy? an outside guy. I thought they had him listed every time he popped up as defensive tackle. That's uh, weird. He's yeah. Like, He's way too small. Granted, he, That's might, what I he might be playing defensive tackle because the fact that both of the Chiefs starting defensive tackles aren't you know available, right. one because well, he was holding because, out and one is because Charles Omenihu is suspended for six games. Right. And, and I think that might have been it. They had him in. If he's playing that well at defensive tackle as a small three technique, leave him in. Do not... Do not move him to the outside. You wait for a Menehu to get there, and you just put him right next to Chris Jones. You temper there. I think there are three four defense, aren't they? The mm-hmm. Chiefs. Yeah. You go. No, they're a four three. Are they a four three? They're a four three. Perfect. Stick to the four three. Run two middle linebackers. Don't do like what the Niners do with a linebacker edge safety combo thing. I'm not sure what George Odom was. He didn't do much because the other eleven guys on the field did it all for him. But run two defensive tackles and just do what you get. Keep him on the field. Charles Amenehu's going to come out. He's going to be a wrecking ball. You finally get Chris Jones back on a shit deal um, that he oh should have taken God. the two-year deal. instead. If he would have taken the two-year deal, he would have been getting the same exact money, but twice. <laughs> His agents are terrible. Yeah. Um. He needs to find a new one. But other than that, we alluded to it last week. You dropped a banner in front of a team that's going to take you sneezing for no reason. Other than Dan Campbell is scary and I think I'm in love. Uh, Dude, what else can I say about Dan Campbell? What what else is there to say about Dan Campbell? Nothing. That team's going to be a problem all year long. I, I I don't know who they play in week two. We'll find that out tomorrow. Fucking look out. Love because it. because now uh, I listened to uh, the Adam Schefter podcast today. Um, just because I was I was trying to figure out as much as I could about Aaron. Um, Keegan Michael Key was on his podcast. And talking about Detroit, and he go and Keegan, who I understand is a comedian, so that plays into some of it. But he was like, "That's the biggest Detroit win of my lifetime." Wow, I've never i I never thought of that because you have to think the biggest win in Detroit, in and I say recent memory is a fairly loose term. Their last playoff win was nineteen ninety one. Where they blew out the Cowboys. That is the biggest win of the century for the Detroit Lions. Not because they won by a lot. Because they walked in to the defending Super Bowl champs house. As a team that was rated the underdog. As a team with hopes and desires thinking this might be the year that they can actually turn it around. 
that they have the pieces in place. Because if Kansas City comes out and destroys them, well, it, and it's now you have something Detroit hasn't had in a long time. It's a four-letter word: hope. Well, and it it what what makes that even scarier is although the Chiefs look didn't look great, they still came out and they punched them in the mouth, and for about three quarters, it was. Is Detroit going to be able to to get up and and make the big play? And they were the big guy, the quiet guy in the corner of the room that you just kept fucking haymaker after haymaker, and he just kept looking at you like you're going to stop, you're going to stop, and then just pile drive. They wore the Chiefs down. That's the scariest thing about it. They don't stop. Well, I saw. I, I heard the conversation earlier, and it, it, it stopped me in my tracks a little bit. Because I remember a certain time when a team came out, week one, playing the defending Super Bowl champs. And won. Week one in the champs' home. 2017, 2018? I know exactly it, which it, it, game. It, it yeah. announced the arrival yeah. of a certain team. That team was the Kansas City Chiefs. Going into going into Foxborough, beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yep. I remember I got called crazy by a boss that hated me at a dealership. Add that to the long list of bosses that have hated me. And now, Detroit... Full of hope. Full of this could be it. We could finally get over the hump. You draw the Super Bowl champs in their home week one. You don't walk into Arrowhead and win. You don't walk into Patrick Mahomes' place and win. Patrick Mahomes was 16-0 and against the NFC at Arrowhead. Jared Goff, who, albeit what it is, is 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. Leads the Lions into Arrowhead on the night they drop a banner and gives the Detroit Lions something they haven't had in 30 years. And it is a dangerous four-letter word. Because that four-letter word, if it builds, hope turns into momentum. Momentum can turn into championships. I'm not saying Detroit's winning the Super Bowl this year. I did. I know you did. But if Detroit loses the NFC Championship game this year... Oh, fuck. I I know who I'm picking next year. (laughs) I wouldn't want anything to do with that team next year. That's scarier than... That's a lot scarier than... uh, Stephon Diggs and the Bills watching the because that following season we did see the Bills like mm-hmm. we seen them they got rolled by the Bengals which the Bengals ended up going to that Super Bowl but that's not a team say if if Detroit if Detroit ends the season where I think they end this season look the fuck out. 
because I remember another team who announced they were here and then lost in the and lost in the championship game. I understand Jared Goff's not Patrick Mahomes. Guys, if you're overlooking Detroit, you might want to fucking look down because you don't have kneecaps. This team, they have hope. They have reason to have hope. They have evidence that they should have hope. And they have Dan Campbell. I walked away from that game upset, yes, because Kansas City should not have lost that game. I mean, you you cut the drops by a third, Kansas City wins that game. Right. And I, I don't think Chris Jones necessarily makes a difference. I think Travis Kelsey, I think with Travis Kelsey, they have a chance of the game-winning field goal. I, I think I think you're dead on accurate with your prediction last week if Travis Kelsey plays. And that's Butker hits a game-winning field goal at the, at the buzzer. Detroit's here, guys. Yeah, this this team is for real. Um, you you could see it coming up last year. It's a team they're going to have a couple of games this year where they just falter. Every team does. Them faltering this year is going to be big. Uh, like like the losses they're going to have, I don't feel are going to be close losses, but they're going to grit their way through every win and I I wouldn't be surprised if you have a similar stat to what the 49ers had last year where the team that played them and let's hope not for your sake but the team that played them the week after doesn't win a game they're so beat up I have the Lions schedule in front of me Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let's go. Week two, home for Seattle. I'm going to say W. Yeah, I, I like them. Week three, one. home for the Falcons. We're 3-0. and Week four, at the Packers. I'm saying we're 4-0. I, I, I would agree. Home for the Panthers. Oh, God. Bryce Young's dead. They have to sit Bryce Young that game. If he's not already dead by week five, they have to sit him for that. Don't they realize? At Buccaneers. <laughs> Dub. Oh, that's six. At Ravens. If they played like they did Sunday, that's seven. Home for the Raiders. Eight. At Chargers. That's one they can lose. I, I And I'm hoping, just for Justin Herbert's sake... Uh, that they they're on track by then because I feel like if the Chargers are on track they should win that game. They're not going to win the following game. So so I, I I'll I'll lean Chargers there. So eight and one. Okay. Oh, that's terrifying. Home for the Bears. Win. Home for the Packers. I think the Packers might split with them. They could split. Maybe maybe the home team wins each game. Okay. So so maybe maybe we're uh, nine and two at this point. At the Saints. At the Bears. Home for the Broncos. Twelve. 
At the Vikings. 13. At the Cowboys. Uh, Could be a damn good game. I feel like but it's December for Dallas. If, if I'm looking at the two teams that played this weekend, I know Dallas had the 40-point shutout, and that's, that's a feat in and of itself. You alluded to it. There were like 24 points scored from defense. And I've got Dax numbers here. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, I'm taking the Lions. I get that's Dallas in that, that or that's Dallas in December. And then home for they end the season at home against the Vikings. Oh my god, they could have two losses. That that could very easily be the one seed. Two loss. You're looking at a one seed right there. I mean, you I, would have to have. I think it, the games that I don't feel uber confident picking them in. I I think my my low end feels fourteen and four. The, the if they lose the games that I'm like maybe, that's a fourteen and four squad. Fourteen and three. Yeah, 14 and 3. 14 and 3. Maybe yeah. thir- I was thinking 13 and 13 and 4. 13 and 4, yeah. So. That's a 1 or a 2 seed. That's yeah. home field advantage through at least the NFC Championship game. That's terrifying. I, I said it. It would have to line up. Because I, I feel that team would match up well against... From what I've seen already, they would beat the Eagles. If the Eagles played like they did week one, they win. They win that game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is running for his life. And uh, Jalen Carter, as great as you said he looked, I, like I said, I didn't watch much of it. When you can, If you can just dump it off real quick or run, run the ball it to the outside. Hopefully by that time, Jameer Gibbs is fully ingratiated into the offense. Yeah, you mean and Debo Jr.? If you think Debo's that good. <laughs> it's the only thing I can compare him to. Uh, CMC Jr., maybe? Yeah. Um, I was wrong. I'll say it right here, right now. I was wrong. Jameer Gibbs needs the ball on every play. That was a great first-round pick. I He had eight touches, and everybody was going, okay, can he have 35 more, please? And as somebody that drafted him in both fantasy leagues, fuck you, Disbro. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's terrifying. But man, I, like I said, I am way too excited about what the Lions are. I am way too happy for a team that beat my team. Um, and that, that's welcome. Welcome to a new problem. In the NFC. We'll move off the Chiefs game now. Because we've been here for a minute. Um, let's see. What, who do we have left? We had... Uh, Tampa Bay and Minnesota, I think. I, I mean, I don't... Holy shit, Minnesota looked bad. And uh, Tampa Bay's defense looked great. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield didn't look good. But Mike Evans might still have a 1,000 yards receiving. He, he might, and it, I feel he gets traded week eight. I mean, I'm kind of hoping he gets traded by week two. Uh, I know you are. Because there's not a lot of separation value there for Mike Evans anymore. 
he'll catch the fucking thing. Granted, he did have like two drops this weekend, so it's like okay, apparently he's auditioning for the Chiefs. Um, All I'm saying is there's one team in the NFC they don't need any more weapons, but they just cleared forty two million dollars in cap space. I I don't know what they're doing. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a Brian Burns. That that screams Brian Burns. I mean, you can't sack the quarterback on every play. Well, Daniel Jones seems to think... Well, okay, you can't sack a decent quarterback on every play. Um, San Francisco is terrifying me. But we'll get to the San Francisco game, uh, and that will close us out on... Uh, week one. All right. So I'm going to kind of go in right here. Uh, I've seen enough out of Brock Purdy. I, I feel like I had seen enough in the playoffs last year um, to at least say this guy should be in the top 15. At at the very least. He, he, he looked like Kirk Cousins. He, he looked a little better than Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I feel like this weekend. I've got six quarterbacks here, which I know is a lot to try and keep numbers straight. But, uh, so, this first quarterback um, I've got is, uh, I'm not going to give names. These are guys who have either been dubbed better than, and this is just their week one, because uh, I just want to compare to this week's stats. Um so week one, this quarterback was 15 to 27, 55.6 percent completion rating, uh, 245 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, second quarterback on here was 16 to 29, 55.2 percent, 154 yards, one tud, one interception. This one here was 21 of 34. 61.8%, 173 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. We've got this one that was 19 of 29, 65.5%, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, this one here is 13 of 24, 54.2 yards, 143 yards, or sorry, 54.2%. Uh, 143 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And then 15 of 28, 53.6%, 104 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Would you like to take a stab at the dark at who these quarterbacks were? No. Quarterback number one, Jordan Love. Went 15 to 27, 55.6% completion, 245, 3, nothing. I, I feel like that's a decent stat line. You'd like to see that per, uh, completion percentage come up some. Uh, second quarterback, Deshaun Watson was 16 of 29, 55.2%, 154, 1 for 1. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Who, uh, let's see, one, two, three first-round guys who are dubbed uh, franchise guys. Um, so Baker was uh, 21 to 34, 61.8, 
173, two tuds, no interceptions. Good on him for not having an interception. Uh, I would not have bet the under on that. Uh, then we have Brock Purdy, 19 of 29, 65.5%, 220 yards, two tuds, no interceptions. You want to take a stab in the dark at the last two quarterbacks. You want me to read off their numbers one more time? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Okay. Uh, completions, 15 for 24, or, fifth, or sorry, 13 to 24 and 15 of 28. Completion percentage would be 54.2 and 53.6. Yardage, 143 and 104. Uh, No touchdowns, no interceptions. No touchdowns, two interceptions. One of them feels like Daniel Jones. It is Daniel Jones, 15 to 28, 53.6, 104 yards and two interceptions. Did you take a stab in the dark at who the other quarterback is? Somebody who, according to Nick Wright, is a top five quarterback in this league. I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure his top five list is Patrick Mahomes, the Prince, which I actually Pat- love that name. Patrick Mahomes on one leg, Patrick Mahomes left-handed, Patrick Mahomes with no arms. And, and Patrick Mahomes' helmet lined up in the backfield. Uh, so, the, that last quarterback, Dak fucking Prescott. I thought he had more yards than that. Oh, no. No, so like let's, was bad, let's think about this for a second. Who had the better win this weekend? The Cowboys or the 49ers? I don't even argue that. That's the 49ers. Okay, so... I mean, Obviously, again, I tweeted out in the first quarter that right. I'd seen enough. That's the best team in football. Right. So we both seen that, or hoped, that the Giants would have more. The Giants just flat out fucking lost. The Giants didn't know what they were doing. That wasn't a competent football team at any point. Brian, I don't know what Brian DeBall had. So you're telling me, that, sorry, not you personally, but everybody that I've had to listen to, while I just wanted to hear what the Brock... Brock is that Brock is an okay quarterback because you can drag and drop any quarterback into that system. So you're telling me if Dak Prescott was in that game where the defense dominated, he would have had 13 of 24, 54.2%, 143, and nothing and nothing. That's what you're fucking giving me? Your defense wins that game, annihilates everything that the, the fucking Giants have to do. And Brock Purdy can't even get a fucking attaboy for driving six straight scoring drives. He puts the ball in two places where only Brandon Ayuk can get it. One of those was in perfect coverage of a guy, I don't know, maybe somebody's heard of him, Patrick Peterson? I get it, Patrick Peterson's old. He also came out this weekend and said, we'll see when I get that pick. Yeah, that post-game conference was great. Was that on Patrick Peterson? (laughs) First off, I get it. The 49ers have the most talented roster in the league. They've never had a quarterback make that kind of decision or those decisions in a game and be that flawless through a game. Because I even said it during the Raiders game, look, there's a Jimmy Garoppolo pick if I've ever fucking seen one. You know what I didn't get out of Brock Purdy? 
A Jimmy G pick. A Jimmy G pick, or even a Jimmy G thrower. It's like, oh, God. There were a couple that got ended up getting tipped up, and we're like, ah, that happens every game. Those tip passes, that shit happens. Happens four times in a row with your quarterback? That's a problem. If this offense was so easy to drop a quarterback into, I don't think Deshaun Watson would have done a better job in the 49ers offense this weekend. I don't think Baker Mayfield would have. It, you're telling me Dak or Daniel Jones would have come into San Francisco and done a better fucking job than Brock Purdy? And it, I'm I'm targeting Nick Wright right now because he's the loudest one out of all of them. Micah Parsons came out on a podcast, I don't know which one it was, and said, we got to start putting some respect on his name. That guy's a top 15. He, By no means am I saying Brock Purdy's top 5. I'm not saying he's top 7. I'm not saying he's top 10. You put him in the top 15, all he does, it's, it's not Jimmy where all he does is win. All he does is make cognitive shoulder up foot. He's Joe Burrow Jr. He doesn't have the arm. He, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree strongly with you here. Uh, like with, I don't, with you calling him a top 15 quarterback, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Because I think you're looking at a top 10 quarterback. That I, I, I would love to see him from behind. Although this team, it'll take something incredible for them to play from behind. But I watched a free blitzer from the blind side come down on Brock Purdy. And he baited him into breaking his ankles. Rolled out and completed an absolute dart to Debo. Only where Debo can get it. Debo laid out, or slid, it was like an eight-yard gain on what should have been an absolute... I also heard on the Rich Eisen show, I don't know who the co-host was today. I don't listen to that show often. I love Rich Eisen. I need to listen to to it more often. But they essentially said it was really fluky. He should have had a fumble in there with that first fumble where he laid on top of the ball. At, at what point did T.J. Watt have possession of that ball? You know, I mean, he, he fumbled it, and then he lands on it, and great fucking thinking, wraps his hands and covers the ball. And I was... So, they called that fluky. Whatever you... Whatever. I don't know what you were seeing where T.J. Watt ever had possession of it. He knocked it out. I it mean, was I, a fumble. I was rooting for it. I know you were. I, and I get why you were. If I had T.J. Watt on my fantasy team and the way the game was going, I would have been like, okay, we could give up this one. But at what point do we stop looking? Because I've never heard anything said about Joe Burrow having the weapons he's had. And he's got Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. No, he's got uh, one it, of the best weapons. I mean, receiving. One of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Yes. Okay. Uh, when Tom Brady created the super team down in Tampa Bay, not a thing was said. It's just it's greatness. We have greatness. Well, I mean, the only time you hear about the weapons is, and maybe this is because they're the fan bases we root for. Brock Purdy's weapons, which I mean, we we it, have it we is. have addressed this. He, the, that is the best supporting cast in football. But if any quarterback can be dropped into that team, wouldn't Trey Lance be starting right now? Huh? I, I don't think that te- team's better with Kirk Cousins in it. I don't think that team's better with Mac Jones in it. Would I take Derek Carr? 
Maybe. I, I, I'm a Derek Carr guy. I, but I still think youth and what's been shown, I still think you take Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy has more playoff wins. This is <laughs> this is true. I, he, all he does is go out there and not make a mistake. He's going to. I want to. I I do want to get that on record. Brock's going to have a shit game this year, and the only thing you're going to hear out of it is, see, this is what happens when a seventh round quarterback tries to be a starter or whatever the hell they're going to say. I I don't know, guys. All you ask your quarterback to do is go out, and unless his name is Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence. So I think if you take if you take a top ten list, and granted this one I believe is wrong because it has Deshaun Watson at seven and Trevor Lawrence at eight. I th- I think you anywhere under let's say seven, where you're past Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Hurts, Lawrence, uh, it, Lamar. I say throw Tua up there. And yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give Tua the nod there. Anybody that's under that, who are you taking over Brock to lead your offense? Not not to play right. quarterback and to lead in random offense. Not to build your team around. I don't give a shit to play quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Anybody that's let's say, below Lamar in your top ten that you're thinking of? I mean, fuck. Yeah, so... I mean, you're talking Dak, Kirk, uh, Stafford. See, and and Stafford's an intriguing one. Stafford is intriguing. I Um, I like that. That was actually the name I was thinking, but his age... Age injuries. Right. Yeah. Jared Goff. Say Jared Goff, which he's I, been to a Super Bowl in that offense. Yeah, say and, and Jared, Brock Purdy and Jared Goff are a lot alike in a lot of ways. They're, they're too similar. Um, they so almost I, look alike too. So I, I think you can may, maybe you can wash that. May, maybe you want the experience from Goff as opposed to the youth and affordability of Brock. Okay, cool, but. Who else do you Who else do you want? Because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and you, you don't want Dak. I know that. Well, I just look at the interception numbers when it comes yeah. to that. I mean, the hope for Sam Howell is that he can turn into Brock Purdy. So clearly not that. I mean, after you get past seven. Because I think we all, you know, if Patrick Mahomes is available, obviously. Yeah, Joe, yeah. obviously. Josh, obviously. Pa- Trevor, obviously. Lamar, obviously. Like, you have these guys where the supreme talent, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take that guy instead. But once you get past those guys to run your offense, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're not looking at a top 15 quarterback. The kid's got ice in his veins. He's a stud, and I, I've... I, I'm surprised I've yet to mention this. I said last week that Brandon Ayuk could be looking at possibly a top 10, top 5 receiver positioning by the end of the year. That dude's route running. It's taken I'd, I'd like, extra I'd like, step. I'd like to change my answer on that as well. That might not be... I said he might not be the best receiver 
on his own or he might be the best receiver on his own team and i'm gonna stand by that he i firmly believe he's the best wide receiver on his team he also might be the best wide receiver in the nfl they so as a niner fan obviously you have chief inside with the fans at training camp and so you you hear things you see things just like i do with the 49ers they've been calling him baby julio for three years now he um hey guys i think we found it he's getting paid this offseason that's what in all reality that 41 million that they cleared out that's for 11 it fucking better because if they let him go, because there's there's two guys that I went oh shit. Don't get me wrong. I still believe Justin Jefferson's probably the best receiver in the league. I still believe Tyreek Hill's probably number two. Yeah, and I'll I'll listen to an argument to flip flop those every day of the week. Yeah, if you want to argue between them, sure. Jamar Chase, he's up there. I'm not gonna waste my breath. It doesn't matter. I want to see them on the football field. But uh, number 11 in San Francisco and number zero in Jacksonville. Oh, yes. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. They've entered the fucking chat. And I am not going to apologize for getting loud and proud for those two guys. I think you have conversations that are going to quickly develop. I think you're going to see it on the national shows here soon, and you're going to hear it first on the Too Fat to Play podcast. Calvin Ridley and Brandon Ayuk are going to be top five receivers this year. And I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. So, I mean, just to get into the game itself, I've, obviously I had my quarterback tangent because that that's one thing. If he would have come out and looked like a uh, uh, a seventh round quarterback, fine, whatever. He's played well above that. He he's played well above that. He's leading the team. He he's not running the team. He's leading it. They voted him a captain, and this argument that everybody votes their quarterback a captain that that's not true in any way shape or form it happens a lot it 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 is a lot because you want your quarterback to be the guy Mm -hmm. but he was the only unanimous captain voted to on the 49ers so you have george kittle um they didn't vote nick bosa this year be i'm assuming because Because the contract contract yeah fred warner um trent williams brock purdy uh I can't remember who the other four, um, or the other two captains are. Uh, I feel like it was Debo and CMC, if I remember correctly. I, I feel like it was very offensive loaded, which is fine because if you're splitting hairs on defense, whatever. I obviously the defensive side of the ball has its own own things, but what you've seen. Sunday in that 49ers game was the first pure dominant def- pure just absolute show of dominance in a football game this season 
in the noon slot. I feel it gets a little overshadowed because the Cowboys were on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and it was not supposed to be. I mean, neither yeah. one of those games. were. A lot of people were taking the Steelers to win. So, I mean, we both picked those as close games. Yes. So, I feel like the Steelers are, are a better team than what they showed. And maybe they still are, and maybe that's just how dominant that was. Because T.J. Watt still had three sacks. T.J. Watt had like a 95% pressure rate. He was in Brock's face. He was chasing Brock. Brock got hit a lot. Brock fumbled the ball twice. Brock also stood up, made the big boy throws. That second touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. Perfect coverage. And he puts it right on the outside hip. And the way they turned for the catch, it just it landed in between them, and Patrick Peterson had his hands up like Ayuk was going to high point it, mm-hmm. which is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put it up. But he put it in the only spot where he knew Ayuk was going to get it. It's like he, him and Ayuk, I don't know if they were talking about it or if they planned it, like, hey, you get this type of play, go up like you're going to high point it. I'm going to put it in your belly button. Yeah. That's what he did. It was it was, it was gorgeous. And then the, the first one in the back of the end zone, Ayuk just destroyed. That was also Patrick Peterson. But Patrick Peterson was, was five was laying, yards. Was laying on the ground. His ankles were still running to the far sideline because of the route Ayuk ran. The guy's so – he's crispy. I don't know how else to describe it. He's crispy. It's accurate. CMC going off for 65. We've had two incredible run blocks this weekend. Oh, um, that One of them we didn't talk about earlier, so we'll hit that real quick. The other one's in my game, so we'll jump back into that. But uh, it was um, Travis Etienne on the Calvin Ridley long touchdown. A, Calvin Ridley is not exactly slow. Travis Etienne was probably six, seven yards behind him to sprint past Calvin Ridley and lay the wood on a safety. That team's playing for each other. I love to see it. Yeah. And then you have you have Brandon Ayuk running lead block, but what, what everybody misses in that is the actual blocker on the 65-yard CMC run was Ray Ray McLeod coming from the opposite side of the field. So when you have a full team effort, like Jacksonville and like what San Francisco had, on a run or a short catch and, catch and run, that yak, that's what kills teams. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I loved what I seen. I want to see it again. I know who the Niners are playing this weekend. They're playing the Rams. The Rams make me nervous. It's Sean McVay. I know you're looking at me like I'm stupid. Kansas City plays Jacksonville. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck, they do. Yeah, they do. It's going to be a good weekend. So we're going to work on getting out of here. I had a couple of tweets that I put out that I wanted to uh, to run by you. 
The first one doesn't really matter for our show necessarily, um, but it was something that got brought up uh, via the injury or because of the injury to Rodgers. Um, the Jets didn't give up a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. That's very true. Um, that is now the second round pick because Rodgers had to play 70% of the offensive snaps. Not a huge deal, but something to keep your eye on. Number two, and this was an assessment that I made, and I I feel like I didn't see it before I put it out in the universe. I don't really think I've seen it since. But I pose the question. We currently live in a world that I don't think has ever happened before. With sole possession of first place, the Raiders, the Browns, and the Jets are all leading their divisions. That hurts my head. Wow. Have those three teams ever been in first place simultaneously? I don't think they have. I don't feel like they have. Say, so, and I mean the Raiders are clearly have the the lead because they're the only team in the AFC West that won. The Browns and Jets are both because they beat division opponents, so that they have the divisional tiebreaker. Yeah, that but, also means the Rams have it too. Yeah. But those three teams are all in first place in their divisions. I hate football. (laughs) I'm so glad it's back. (laughs) But with that, um, since now you guys have to think about that, we're going to get out of here so that maybe we can get to bed because this has gone on a little longer than I anticipated. Yep, we are at one hour and 42. Two minutes right now. So oh. my apologies, but we'll be back tomorrow. We are back to two episodes a week. If you listen to the fantasy one, uh, three, three episodes, episodes a week. Shit, we're getting problematic with this. But we're going to get out of here. Week one's in the books. Week two we go over tomorrow. It's going to be another shit show. We're, God... It's, it's nice to be back doing this We're on a it. regular basis. We got a studio now. I don't know if you I'm hoping you guys can hear the change. We have actual chairs yeah, to we're, go we're with not, our... We're not recording in oh. lawn chairs, so maybe back pain will get toned down a little bit. Episode 2 might not hurt so bad. But things are coming along here. Uh, we're going to start sharing pictures. I've created a TikTok account. We're going to get a little heavier on the TikTok stuff. I'm going to try and do some game-by-game analysis, some spots during games, uh, do some recordings while we're we're recording. I like it. Uh, We're going to try and get a little more interactive with that. So follow us on TikTok. It's the Too Fat to Play podcast. My nickname on there is just going to be Too Fat underscore Austin, just sticking with the theme of things. Give us a follow on there. We're going to try and do a little more of the video stuff. Um, the, The studio is getting really close to hopefully having video before too long. So we're going to be able to put out a lot more. We're going to be able to put out more in general. We're going to be a little more 
immersive hopefully here at two fat productions but until tomorrow or the next time you decide to listen to us be kind to each other love one another and always remember fuck the cowboys Cowboys.